Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. For the guys, we're always going to be nervous to ask out the girls. And for the girls, there's always going to be the desire to talk about the guys. To change the, the dating culture of your young adults group is... What's up, fam? This is JJ. As you know, we got a mini manso today. And I know you guys are kind of wondering, like, one bullet theology, one bullet dating, what in the world is this all about? I know it's not the most informative title, but I promise we will get into it today. I'm just excited to talk to you because let me just tell you this. If you have not gathered what it's about, if you have not guessed what it's about, I will tell you of all the issues and all the challenges we see in the dating landscape, in the Christian church especially, it is this problem. It is this pain point. It's by far and away the number one. But before jumping in today, we're going to do a question from the audience, what I'm loving, and then we're going to jump right in. So today's question from Instagram, which by the way, guys and girls, because I know you guys sneak in here and listen to, my DMs are open. If you guys have a situation where you need some help, my DMs are open. I know it's hard to ask for help. I'm a guy too. But if you're frustrated, you're challenged, and you're humble enough, go ahead and ask me. I got you. And yes, I do check my DMs. This one is from a girl. It's a little special one today. And she asks, I recently met a guy who checks so many healthy boxes. She included like five O's. But his desire to spend one-on-one -on -one time with girls he's been friends with forever and has never been romantic with has just turned me off completely. Do you have any advice or am I off here? Yes, I have tons of advice because you know I love to give advice because I love the sound of my voice. Ask me a question about anything and I'll give you an opinion because I just love to hear my voice. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, I'll just be honest. We've talked about opposite sex friendships a lot, you know, specifically in this situation. I have a stricter policy here. It's not really universally taught and I think it should be and it's controversial. I think as a guy, there is no need for me to have a best friend relationship with a female. It can happen. There's like caveats, there's exclusions, there's, you know, someone will DM me, I'm sure, an example where it's okay. But for the vast majority of friendships and relationships for 20s, 30s, and 40s, I particularly do not see why you have to have a friendship with someone of the opposite sex that is so deep, um, so connected, so unified that you cannot have with someone of the same sex. Um, for me, I just think you very quickly, when you build a friendship like that, that is that deep, like for me, there's no difference between that and someone who's dating. Like that and someone like besides the romantic element, 
I think you have the amazing friendship that people that call themselves couples enjoy call themselves, you know, as friends. So when it comes to opposite sex friends, if you run into someone who's adamantly defending their opposite sex friendships, for me, like we talked about in our last season, that's a red flag. I'm not saying run away, but I would just say proceed with a ton of caution. Obviously, they are on their journey of discovering what it looks like to have opposite sex friends and and their mind is justified. In their mind, they might say something like really rash and you know defensive like, I'm not your ex. I can have opposite sex friendships and that's okay. If those words come out, like just know you're dealing with someone who doesn't want to meet you where you're at. You're dealing with someone who is more defensive than they are empathetic. Someone who cares more about the friendships than they do about building a team dynamic where both parties feel really good about the relationship. So yeah, that's what I would say. We've talked extensively about opposite sex friends and dating. It's always a great question. And for me, I, I just, listen, you're gonna have this policy in marriage, so why are you not practicing it as a single? Like, if the way I treat my female friends and dating changes when I'm engaged and that changes when I'm in marriage, I don't get the escalation. I think that for me kind of signals that you've you've had you know, relationships with females or people of the opposite sex that are way deeper than they ever should have been in that sense. Okay, so great question there. I love and keep them coming as always in my DMs at JJ Tomlin. I love it. So speaking of what I am loving, two things get my shout out this week. Number one, Godzilla minus one. Yes, I literally recommended a foreign film. It's a Japanese film about Godzilla. And when I tell you guys, this was the film of the year for me, I am not joking. Now, some of you guys are rolling your eyes. Some of you women in here who snuck in are also laughing at me, but hear me out. Listen, listen, Linda, this is why I watch anime. I have watched anime and I actually started watching anime when I was in my 20s. Yes, I know. I know, you don't have to make fun of me. I make fun of myself. I drive a Prius and I started watching anime in my 20s, okay? You, there's nothing about me that you can make fun of that I have not made fun of myself already, okay? I beat you to the punch. I love anime and I love watching Japanese shows with subtitles. I, I And I really like the Japanese culture that comes through and the anime shows that I get to watch. And I would actually argue there's tons of awesome meaning and messaging and themes that I watched in some of the anime shows that I really wish I could have watched when I was 10, 13, 15 years old. It's really awesome stuff about devoting yourself, mission, purpose, fighting for life, protecting others that I really dig, okay? So I'm not scared to admit I like anime, okay? That being said, for me watching something like Godzilla Minus One, where it is so much more about Godzilla and, and the beast of a monster that he is, and he is a beast. They put like a really awesome twist on him. Probably the scaredest I've ever been of a fictional CGI monster in a movie. Not like jump scare, but just like, oh my goodness, like this thing is a beast. Uh, that being said, let me bring it home on a quick point. The narrative and the theme and the storyline of fighting for life 
coming out of World War II where they were sending kamikaze pilots and death was just death and there was extreme honor in death and like casualties like were just a cost of war. Like there was not a high value of life. And the movie totally flips that post-World War II narrative into yes, like there is value in life. There is value in fighting for life. And I got fired up. I loved it. So I'm not ashamed to say Godzilla minus one for me. Yeah, it was my favorite film of the year. And I'm going to go back to the movie theater and watch it. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Okay. So come at me if you disagree or want to make fun of me. Okay. I'm not ashamed. And the second thing I'm loving is I love fast food. I love Taco Bell, but the snack wrap at McDonald's might be my favorite item of fast food in the entire world. Okay. I said it. Two things. You can make fun of me. I don't care. Now, one bullet dating. Let's get into the theology of one bullet dating. A lot of you guys are wondering what I'm about to talk about. You guys who are smarter than me have already guessed it. Let me go ahead and describe the situation. You're a young man. You're 29 years old. You've been part of a church group for three years. It's got an amazing, amazing young adults community group. You guys hang out outside group, which by the way, hallmark of a great community, you hang out outside the arranged church time, okay? If you have a community group and you only meet on Tuesday nights and you will see that person for 30 minutes on Sunday, say, hey, how's it going? And then you see them on Tuesday night for an hour and a half. You have some kind of relationship, but you're acquaintances. You are not friends. I'm talking about finding a community where you hang out outside times that you're supposed to hang out, okay? And there's a few cute girls there. Um, you really enjoy them. You really love their character. You really love their personalities. And all of a sudden, you want to ask one of them out. And you don't. And why is that? Well, here's why. Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on a sweaty already, mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. Okay, so yes. Yes, sir. Uh, just to clarify, for legal reasons, we do not endorse that song. I did not make that song. I uh, do not own the rights to that song, nor do I approve of that song from a language and uh, explicit language perspective, okay? That I just, I like the intro. I uh, like the idea of one shot and taking it. And that's all I will say about Eminem. Yes, I never thought I would promote an Eminem song or rap his lyrics on the Heart of Dating Christian Dating Podcast, but here we are. Let's go. So listen, here it is. You know, it is the most universal, profound problem I've seen across all my dating experiences. There is such a culture of high stakes dating and unhealthy dating within the church that it's this. Guys have one shot. 
You get one shot to ass out a girl. You got to hit a home run. You got to date her, engage her, and marry her. If not, guess what? Your shot at asking out any other girl is blown. It's gone. Zilch nada. See you later. You are the church player. You played her. You didn't guard her heart. She's bad-mouthing all of her friends about how you were emotionally unavailable, and she's chit-chatting, and now her and the whole girl squad and even the future generation is going to hear about the tales of how you played her heart, and you might be welcome here in community, but you are not welcome here to ask out any other girl because we stick with the girls and the guys stick with the guys and blah, 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 blah. I wish I could wave a magic wand and make this problem disappear for forever. But guess what? It's not going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. For the guys, we're always going to be nervous to ask out the girls. And for the girls, there's always going to be the desire to talk about the guys. And a lot of things have to happen here. A lot of things have to happen here. You know, You know. I don't know if we have a confidence epidemic for the guys. I just think if you look at the past 10 years and culturally where we're at, it's there is such a little room for guys to operate. There's such little room for guys to lead. There's such little room for guys to shoot shots and miss. There's such little room for guys to make maybe minor mistakes uh, and learn. And there is such high stakes dating within the church. Um, you know, when you ask someone out, everyone knows about it. When you show up to church, everyone knows about it. When the date doesn't go too well, everyone knows about it. And of course, women, I think, are maybe more communal. They're maybe more prone to share information and talk about it and share stories. And for processing reasons, you know, I totally see why. But this is the universal issue facing young adult communities of singles from 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 years old. We have literally seen this across the globe. So if you think it's just your church, it is all of them. Okay. So the great question here is what do we do? What do we do? How can we change this? How can I get the guys to ask me out? How can as a guy, you know, can I get the culture to be, you know, awesome enough that I could ask out a girl if it doesn't go well, I can ask out her friend, you know, in six months from now, right? Like both sides, both parties here, it's not just the women who want the guys to ask them out. This is the guys, if you told me, hey, we can have such an awesome, healthy dating culture, you can ask out any girl, you could go on one date or a few dates and not go anywhere romantically. You could see her the next Sunday and not be awkward. And a few months later, six months later, you could ask out her very best friend and you guys could go out on a few dates and whether or not it went well or not, as in it was romantically successful and you guys kept dating, like you guys can see each other at church. And more importantly, you can ask out any girl and you know whether you get accepted or rejected, it's gonna be handled with tons of kindness, tons of grace, tons of appreciation. Like every guy listening is like, yes, that sounds amazing. And every girl listening would say, yes, that sounds amazing. You're telling me I can get asked out in person by guys who like me. Like, I don't care. Done. I'll do anything. Okay. Obviously that culture is extremely difficult to cultivate. So when you're asking, what do I do? And this is where I call it one bullet dating, one bullet theology. It means guys basically have one bullet to shoot their shot. And if it goes well, then amazing. Uh, that story will be talked about 
for all the all the young adults, it'll be glorified in the church. I dated one person. It went extremely well. We both heard the Lord. It was confirmed by counsel. And that is like the only recipe that is allowed to exist. You see, I, I love that that story exists. And I love that it was so easy for them that they only had to do it that way. Um, however, I think creating that as the only way is where it gets dangerous. That is not the only recipe for success. Uh, there's tons of other recipes and we have to have a culture of healthy dating and young adult groups and singles groups because my theory is this. If you do not talk about dating, if your young adult ministry doesn't touch it with a 10-foot stick, if they just allow everything in the in the ministry to just exist and proceed people are going to date if you put single men and women christian or non-christian if you put singles in a room together like they will do the rest so if you have a young adult community if you have a christian community of single men and women like they are going to date if you want them to date in a really healthy way then guess what that actually takes a lot of work and intention that is the opposite of magically happening because we've seen it organically happen across church to church to church. It gets messy. You get a really great friend group, which is amazing, but no one wants to date because no one wants to break up the friend group. And then someone does date and then it breaks up the friend group. Okay. So we've all seen this. So, you know, really you have two options from here. There's literally two. And I've thought about this a lot. Number one, you can date elsewhere. Like you can stay in your young adult group, your church group. Uh, you can say, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to be able to change anything. Uh, we're not going to talk about it. I'm going to leave that up to our young adults leader or singles, uh, you know, pastor. And if he doesn't talk about it, then we're not going to talk about it. And you can try and kind of date within the church. You can wait, you know, on your hands and wait, uh, to work up the courage and ask out a girl and then she'll make fun of you or say no. And then everyone knows. And then the second you ask out a second girl, she's a player. So obviously when people face this issue, do you know what happens? And the first and only option they feel like they have is this, they date elsewhere. They date elsewhere. They'll go on Hinge. They'll go on Coffee Meets Bagel. They'll go to other churches, other church events. They'll look for setups from friends at other churches and, and people. They'll go and date anywhere except for their church. And how do I know this? Because I did it. I did the same thing. When I was facing this issue, I did the same thing. I went on Hinge. The most dangerous thing about this, and this is absolutely confession time, I would go on Hinge. I would date a girl with Christian on her profile, and no one knew I was going on a date that Friday night. And no one knew uh, if I crossed boundaries and made out with her. No one knew. If I ghosted her and I did not treat her well, no one would find out about it. So, you know, I think it progresses like you don't date within the church friend group. You don't know the true character of that person. I always prefer to date within the church friend group because uh, you know them. Now that obviously doesn't always happen and that's totally okay. We also encourage dating outside the friend group. But what happens is, is when you lose accountability, when you don't have accountability in your life where your buddy knows that you're going on a date that night and he's following up at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, to make sure you did what you said you were going to do. You honored the boundaries that you decided you were going to honor or vice versa. Like maybe you don't have that system, but because she's in the church friend group, 
you're obviously not going to date like a bozo because people are going to find out about it. So dating elsewhere is totally okay. And it happens. I mean, I dated Kate. She was way outside my church friend group. And but the process definitely deeply changes when you date outside the friend group and requires lots of levels of intentionality, accountability, visibility, and patience, right? Because you're getting to know this person from scratch. The second option and the much, much, much more difficult, uh, long-term, you know, challenging but worth it is we can change the culture of the group. We can change the culture of the group. Now, think about your workplace. Think about a team that you're on. Think about a previous team that you're on. You know, everyone loves to talk about culture change, and it's a lot harder than just defining three values, copy-pasting them, laminating them, and putting them everywhere around and repeating them. I mean, Enron in the 90s had uh, you know company culture about honesty, integrity, and look what happened there, okay? You see it all around. So... Having a, a, a culture change is so much more than just deciding uh, about where you want to take the group. Now, to, to really get clear, and we don't have a ton of time left, if you have an awesome young adults culture and you guys really want to create uh, a dating culture that is extremely healthy, that where every side has the freedom to ask out, to show interest, you can accept a date, you can reject a date with the most grace and kindness and and love and people can go on dates and it not go well at all in the sense of romantically it's just not there and they can see each other uh the next sunday at church because they respect the boundaries they treat each other really really awesomely and well like that is totally possible but for it to happen it's got to be a collective decision like this episode has to be sent out to the two or three guys the two or three girls and say hey this is happening, whether we talk about it out loud or not. So let's just talk about it. Um, and that is the first step is you have to talk about it to change the, the dating culture of your young adults group is number one, you have to talk about it. You guys have to identify if we had a perfect dating culture, what would that look like? What would, what would the mission statement be? What would the values be? Hey, number one, lead people better than we found them in every way, emotionally, physically, spiritually, we are leaving every person better than we found them. Number two, it's just a date. Okay. If someone gets asked out on a date, you have the freedom to say yes or no in the most kind way. And if you do say yes, it's just a date. Number three, you know, you're not a couple until you are in a relationship together, meaning you can go on those dates, but you're not showing up at church until you're a couple. You see how you guys have a goal. I'd focus way more on what is inbounds and out of bounds as far as asking people out. How do we treat people when they ask us out? Uh, for the guys, you know, how do we ask out? Do we do it in person? Do we do it in text? Really talk about getting nitty gritty. What does the the norm look like for you guys? The perfect norm, and it's got to be the same direction. You know, like think about a boat just kind of floating aimlessly in the ocean with the waves. That's what happens when you have an awesome young adults group with no dating culture that's talked about and stated. It, it might be an amazing boat with amazing people on it, but if you don't have a clear cut direction you don't have a roadmap, you don't have coordinates, you're just going to be floating in the winds. So I, you know, have a mutually agreed upon direction that is united in hope and joy. 
Everyone is bought in. Everyone says, this sounds amazing. Number two, encourage it. Like you gotta encourage it, build it. You know, I would just say, fundamentally, if you guys are trying to change the culture or something, the foundation of changing a culture, the foundation of building a group, the foundation of it all is encouragement, is edification. Encourage your way into an awesome movement. Encourage your way into a foundation of what you want. Um, not sure if we have history kids in the house, but remember in high school where we talked about world history and we talked about, you know, architecture randomly, I will never forget. They're talking about these beautiful sanctuaries and churches, the flying buttress. You remember the flying buttress? It's these like four 45 degree, like columns built into supporting these beautiful rodundas and, you know, beautiful pieces of art. Uh, as far as the buildings, but that is encouragement. The flying buttress of those amazing fortresses and sanctuaries and buildings is encouragement. So encourage both sides, encourage the guys, encourage the women, encourage both sides into the direction that you want to go. And lastly, to build an awesome dating culture in your church, lead by example. I don't care what anyone else is doing. You are entirely responsible for yourself and you can take full ownership of who? Yourself. So don't just talk about it, be about it, baby, be about it. What does this look like? Well, it means that you're having great, appropriate friendships with the opposite sex. It means if you're a guy and you find yourself hanging out one-on-one with a girl and you guys are building friendship, that means that you are saying, hey, we are dating. Like, I'm not going to play this flippy floppy, wishy-washy, cool jacket game. I'm going to ask her out because we are basically dating. We are dating. And it doesn't have to be this high stakes, ridiculously romantic. Like, you can build that friendship, but you are dating with intention. And just as much as we say clarity is kindness, so is intention. Intention is kindness. And when you're intentionally dating... I also think you have the wisdom now that you listen to Heart of Dating and so many wise people, you have the wisdom to say, hey, I am dating. We are headed in a direction, but we're also just dating, meaning this is not a marriage ceremony. Uh, It's just tacos. It's just a coffee. We're just building a friendship with a romantic right fuse into it with you know an object and a goal so it's low stakes dating you're building friendship first uh, but I think you know making it really clear whether or not you're building that friendship with dating in mind is super super important for the guys uh, leading by example in that uh, is my greatest wish and then from there you know you're defining friendationships when there's messy situations when there's rejections going on when there's hard things going on I really think that's the best opportunity to lead by example when things are not going well when things are difficult when they're challenging when you have every reason to be offended when you have every reason to be upset with someone you are leading in forgiveness you are leading and processing pain appropriately without gossiping behind their back, right? Like I just, that for me is character. When things are at their worst, when you have every reason to be upset, when you do not get what you want, that is when character shines, in my opinion. So that is my episode today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed my rap. I, I'll be honest, I'm going to be listening to 
to this episode with you just to see how bad it was. Um, because when you rap out loud with literally no one and no music, you kind of have no idea how bad it truly is. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend and have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year.